the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Friend, this is your day. Something good is going to happen. This can be the big change, the big crossover. If you look to the Lord, ask Him to come and to help you, you'll have a new home. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. Today we're going to go into the sanctuary and I have a message coming from the book of Joshua, chapter 3, where Joshua and the people of Israel cross over the Jordan River into the Promised Land. They're there, finally. They kept their focus, they made a new consecration, and the next day when they crossed over, God did amazing things. Now friend, you and I have crossover experiences also. Let's consecrate ourselves anew to the Lord Focus on Jesus with freshness and dedication and move into that promised land of answered prayer where God brings blessing and healing and forgiveness and all good things. Come with me into the sanctuary. Hear this message and be greatly blessed of the Lord. Let's cross over into the promised land. A crossover experience. Changes are coming. You know that, don't you? They're already here. That's the only thing in life that is constant and predictable. And that is changes. Everything is changing. Nothing remains the same. And changes are the most stressful things that a person can endure with. Because we're always trying to adjust to the change. And when we try to adjust to a change, that takes a lot of nervous, spiritual, emotional energy out of us and maybe that's why we're tired and exhausted and needing rest because of all of these changes. Everything continues to change. Now, there's going to be big changes, uh, smaller changes, good changes, changes that may not be so good. Changes can be frightening simply because We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how to adjust. If we only could anticipate. Someone asked me the other day. I'm looking for him now. I don't see him. I think he comes to the 11 o'clock service. He asked me. Came to the church. And he asked me. He said, Pastor, can you tell me how to anticipate a temptation? No, I can't. (laughs) Temptations just come. But I can tell you how to get ready when they do come. That you can overcome, I can overcome. But changes are here and changes are coming because we just don't know. You see, we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. Now, when a change comes that isn't such a good change or the kind of change that we're looking for, God can turn that around and bring good out of it. And he does that when we give that situation to the Lord. The scripture says all things work together for good. Do you believe that? 
Yeah, even when the change isn't necessarily something that we think is good, God's going to work it out and bring good out of it when we give it to him. He is a God who changes not, and he is a God who knows how to handle changes and give you the strength to overcome and go forward even when there is a change. Well, there was a change coming to Israel. They were about to cross over the Jordan River into the land that God had promised them many, many years ago. 400 years in Egypt, 40 years in the wilderness, but long before the 400, long before the 40, God promised Abraham, where you're walking is going to be your land and the land of your descendants. This is going to be your land. Well, now the time has come and there's going to be a big change and they're going to cross over. So first this morning, we're going to look at their crossover and we're going to identify with it. And then we're going to look at our crossover because you and I are always crossing situations all the time. All the time, things are changing. There are crossover experiences. There was a new day for Israel, that day had come. And it had come literally. I can only imagine all those children in the wilderness. If they were born when they first left Egypt and they were in the wilderness for 40 years, those children grew up and now they're 40 years old. Changes, they, they just keep coming. You can't stop change. Nothing can stop change. God's time clock is always perfect and we want to give all the changes to the Lord and let him bring good out of it. But the day had finally come. It was a literal 24-hour day. And uh, there was optimism. There was hope. There was excitement in the camp. Oh, what a way to go to church. What a way to get ready for the blessing with optimism, with faith, with hope. Coming, walking into that, those front doors on tiptoe. God is here. This is the house of God. We are God's people. We are a colony of heaven on earth. What a place is this? None other than the house of God. What a day. This is your day, friend. You're going to have a crossover experience. I truly believe it. But not only was it a crossover for Israel spiritually, um, literally, but it was also a crossover for God's people spiritually. They were going to walk across Jordan on dry land. They were going over. They were going to leave the old behind. They're not going to drag the old into church on Sunday morning and get up and drag it Monday morning and drag the old all through the week. Friend, we've come here today to leave some things behind. We're going to cross over. And God's going to give us the power and the strength to do so. Israel knew this was the day. I can imagine those children out there in the wilderness for 40 years kept asking, tugging at their parents, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Well, we're there. It's crossover time. It's ready, ready to go. Now, Joshua spoke to the people of Israel. Moses died. He had been their leader. The successor was Joshua. But Joshua just picked up exactly. He, he was a carbon copy of Moses. And he picked up and he says, we're going over. The Lord is going to lead us over. What this church set out 40 some years ago, this church will continue because this was God's plan. Not a man's plan. This was God's plan. 
We're going over, but we're going over led by the shepherd, the almighty God. And he's going to take care of us and lead us on. Well, in verse 5 of Joshua chapter 3, it said that Joshua spoke to the people and told them, the Lord is going to do great things among you. Amazing thing. Well, let me just read it here. Joshua told the people, friend, that's what I must do. We must tell one another the word of God. It's not a man's word. It's not God's word. It's God's word. Joshua told the people exactly what Moses had told them. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Awesome things. Things you didn't expect. Things too wonderful for words to describe. God is going to do amazing things. I don't think we have to wait for God to do amazing things. I think we've come to church and amazing things are happening even now as we expound the word of God and look at the word of God. So it was a new day. Come on, say it. A new day. day. Friend, this is a new day. Okay, the new day. A new focus. Come on, say it. A new focus. Now look at verse 3. See, we have to do everything according to what God has spoken. God isn't going to say anything more than what is already here. We have it. Nothing is going to change from the word. Only changes around us, changes in us, but the word will not change. So listen to what God said uh, through Joshua. He said this to the people. He gave orders to the people, and this is what it was. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests who are Levites carrying it, you are to move out. Move out. From your position, we've got to get out of wherever we're positioned, wherever we are stuck with the old, the familiar. We've got to move out. It's time to move. There was a song we used to sing. I remember when I was a, just a, a growing up in church. The move is on, my Lord. The move is on. So God's Holy Spirit is working right now, and the move is on. It's his move. He initiated the move. I don't initiate it. You don't. He does. He initiates the move. It says, when you see the ark, meaning keep your eyes focused, the ark simply was a symbol of the presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant was God's portable throne on earth. Are you listening to me? Keep your eyes focused, ears open. Notice again, he is telling the people, verse 3, when you see, friend, what did you come looking for today? Well, it's Sunday, it's church. I'm a Christian, I'm supposed to go to church. Yeah, but what did you come looking for? Are you specific? If I asked you today and gave you a three by five card, could you write out, what did I expect today? Well, I expected good things. Oh, that's too general. No, what did you expect God to do for you? Now, think about it right now. It's not too late to begin to think about what your need is and what you need to move over, cross over, and go beyond. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation. 
the church of friendship and joy, where Christ is honored and people are loved. This is what you will discover at the Largo Community Church, located in South Bowie, right off of Central Avenue. But just don't take my word for it. Listen to what others are saying about the church. I came to the Church of Friendship and Joy about 12 years ago. The ministries here are wonderful. Our small groups are wonderful. It's a home away from home, so I am so thankful and grateful to have found Largo Community Church. Uh, having attended many churches around the country and even worldwide on a military basis, I'm really surprised to see how much I've been drawn to Largo Community Church. I'm Linda, retired commander of the United States Navy. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service. For more information, visit our website at largocc.org. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Now, Israel crossed over. The Lord made a way. You know, last week we talked about Rahab the harlot who took in the two spies. Joshua sent the two spies out. <clears throat> Joshua was being led of the Lord. This is not a democracy. Joshua is the ordained leader. He sent the two spies out. They didn't have a vote. No, how are we going to do this? No, God is in control. God is leading. God is on the throne. Again, I need to say it again. Jesus said, I will build my church. The church belongs to him. And Joshua sent the two spies out. They crossed Jordan. They went into the home of Rahab. And you know the story from last week how Rahab put the scarlet cord out the window, symbolizing the blood of Jesus that was yet to come, and God saved everybody in her house, including her. Well, now everybody is going to go over. This is God's will. This is God's direction. Now again, we've been talking about Israel's crossover. I want to talk about our crossover now. Still with me? Okay, we're going to cross over. Now we're Christians. We're not talking about crossing over from a, an unchristian life into a Christian life or being saved or being born again. We're already saved. We're already born again. But there are blessings out there that God has prepared for us. Greater blessings. Well, I go back, let me go back on that. Not greater blessings. There's never anything greater than being born again and brought into the family of God. That's the greatest blessing that will ever happen to you. Remember when Jesus sent the disciples out two by two? They came back saying, oh, demons are subject to us. Miracles are happening out there. And Jesus patiently listened. And when they were done talking, Jesus said, don't rejoice because demons are subject to you, because you perform miracles, but rather rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. So friend, whether there's been a miracle or you performed a miracle or God performed a miracle through you, that's wonderful. We give praise to the Lord, but that's beside the point. The point of rejoicing is you are a born-again Christian. Your name is written in heaven in the book of life. That's the greatest miracle that will ever happen to you. Now, these people in Israel were already Israelites. They were already the seed of Abraham. You are already a Christian. You are already a believer. You're not going to get saved all over again. But there are more blessings, not greater, but more blessings out in front for you to walk into and to receive from the Lord. 
So there's a new day for us. Let's see the parallel between the people of Israel and the people of God. Notice again, verse 1, early in the morning. Well, it's early morning. Well, it really isn't here. It's about mid-morning now, but it is still morning. But it's a morning experience that God has, a dawning experience for every child of God. Literally, this is a 24-hour day. This is Sunday morning. But it is a new day, the first day of the week, the first day of the rest of your life. It's a new day spiritually. Think about it. Jesus arose from the dead on the first day of the week. It was a Sunday, just like today. That's why every Sunday is Easter. Every Sunday is a resurrection experience. We're in the house of the Lord. Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week. And the women going to the tomb, they were wondering, who's going to move that stone away? There's a big blockage there. We can't get to Jesus to do the work for Jesus that we're called upon to do. Who's going to move that stone for us? Well, dear ladies, the stone is moving. Even before you got there. Even before you came to church today, God has been preparing for you. An amazing thing. A miracle. The stone is moving. The power of God is displaying. This is the day the Lord has made. And we will rejoice in it. The stone moved. Jesus arose. The power of God was displayed. And this morning, friend, this morning, right now, I believe there are blockages. Blockages, perhaps, in someone's life. One blockage, maybe two, maybe more. But God's going to move that stone, a blockage. You're wondering how you're going to get rid of that habit? How you're going to move beyond in your Christian life? How things are going to be restored in your life? Just like the women were talking and wondering, who's going to move that stone? Friend, you can't get that habit out of your life or get that situation rectified or restore your own soul. But if you look to Jesus, he who moved the stone in the beginning will move that boulder out of your life. He said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, this stone, this Jordan, this Red Sea, move and it shall move. Friend, you're not talking to the Lord. You're not saying, but if you say it, God will honor your word just like you're honoring his word. And look what's going to happen. Something wonderful, something amazing will happen. A new focus. When you see it, move out. Move out in prayer. Move out in confession. Move out in repentance. Peter got out of the boat. We heard a lot about you got to get out of the boat to walk on water. Did you ever hear anything like that (laughs) around the church? (laughs) Well, Peter was out of the boat. He was walking on the water as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. But he got distracted by his surroundings. And there are so many distractions out there all the time. Even at church, we can become distracted. There are so many things, thoughts, Nothing can be necessarily going on out here, but the distraction is in here. Tell yourself, you'll find yourself thinking a distracting thought before you, you can't, you can't stop it before it comes, but all of a sudden you'll think, 
why am I thinking that again? I'm tired of thinking that over and over, the same old thing. Tell yourself, stop it. Lord, give me the power to stop it. Watch yourself cross over when you do. Friend, you've got to bring God into every phase of your living. Even in church, we have to keep our faith and our eyes on the Lord. A new day, a new focus, and a new consecration. And I've already been talking about that. Look at verse 5. Do you have your Bibles open? Or just look at the screen. There it is on the screen. Read it. That's in quotes. Read it together in unison. Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things. Now here, here are the people that had the miraculous plagues that released them from bondage, saved them from Pharaoh, opened the Red Sea, miracles of food and quail and meat in the wilderness. They saw all of these miracles. They were a miracle people, a blessed miracle people. But now God says, consecrate yourself. He says, well, I'm a Christian. I've been baptized. I take communion. What do you mean, consecrate yourself? Are you giving an altar call to the unsaved? No, I'm giving an altar call to every believer here and to myself. Consecrate yourself. Set yourself apart. We've come apart. We've set ourselves apart by coming to church today. We've set ourselves apart from geographical locations, such as our house or, or wherever we were. Uh, we've moved into a new place of geography. 1701 Enterprise Road. We set ourselves apart. We set ourselves apart because we're singing hymns as a congregation. We haven't sung hymns as a congregation all week long. This is the first time in seven days. We're consecrating ourselves. We need to look at our hearts. And as the Holy Spirit speaks to us and says, you need to confess that to me. I feel a little bit guilty about this particular situation. Thank God you're feeling guilty. That's the voice of the Lord saying, you need to tell it to me consecrate yourselves. If you want God to do something to amazing tomorrow, you've got to do some consecrating today. Amen? And then watch it happen. The glory of the Lord will come down and his blessing will come upon you. Consecrate yourselves. Now notice, yourself. It's something you have to do. I have to do it. Consecrate yourselves. Nobody's going to be able to confess my sins for me. Nobody's going to be able to get up and go to church for me. Nobody's going to be able to sing those hymns for me. I've got to do it and worship God myself. And when I do, amazing things begin to happen. Friend, this is your day. Something good is going to happen. This can be the big change, the big crossover. If you look to the Lord, ask him to come and to help you, you'll have a new home. I mean, it'll be, I'll call it the home of peace. That that has troubled you and is troubling you. You keep thinking about it, ruminating it. You're going to walk today. You're going to cross over from the old. You're going to consecrate yourself and move into the house of peace. His covering over you will be love, the, the shelter, the roof. You'll live in the house of peace, away with the old. You live in the house of joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You don't have to be tired all week long, day after day after day, and think, you know, I need a break. I need to get out of here. Well, maybe you do. That might be okay. Go ahead and do it. But there's a spiritual tiredness that comes, an emotional tiredness that comes. You look to the Lord and 
go into that house of joy and know the strength of the Lord. Consecrate yourselves. A new day. I believe the light of God's presence. The light of him who is the light of the world. I believe he is shining his rays of glory on you this morning to bring you across your Jordan to move that stone out of your way. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with some concluding thoughts. I enjoy bringing the healing word of God to you Monday through Friday. I thank God for the privilege and I thank you for listening. But friend, I need your help. I need your prayers and financial support. I can't say it strongly enough or plainly enough. Will you help me please? I want to keep this ministry moving forward, but I need your help in order to do so. If the healing word is bringing healing to you emotionally, spiritually, and physically, write and tell me about it. I will be so encouraged. Your testimony, your prayers, and your financial gifts is all I need to keep me going. I will truly thank you. To make a prayer request or to donate to the healing word, go to the church website, largocc.org. That's L-A-R-G-O-C-C dot org. Blessings on you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.